Hello, catfish people. Welcome to the Dieter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. Hello, folks. Dieter Melhorn here. I hope everybody's having a good day. Uh, This is uh, version number six, I believe, of my podcast. Uh, I've got them up. They seem to be working. People are downloading. People are listening. And uh, yeah, we're rocking and rolling with it. So I'm going to do something a little different today. Uh, We're staying in the fishing industry, but uh, we're going to talk about being pro staff and what it takes to be pro staff. I know some people out there fishing in fish tournaments and whether you're fishing catfish, crappie, bass, whatever, uh, that pro staff word gets thrown around a lot. So what I did was reached out to uh, a buddy of mine that has a clothing brand called uh, Catfish. You've probably seen it around in the catfishing world, and that's Catfish with a K. And uh, anyway, his name's Matt Miles. He's with us. Matt, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) This is the uh, first time, too, folks, by the way. I've done one of these remotely. Uh, I am trying to figure out a way because these things are a lot more interesting when you have another person to talk to. And uh, so we're doing this via Skype. So we're going to try that out. The first couple I did with Jeff Manning, I had him sitting right beside of me. We weren't able to do this so uh, with this one, but we're going to give it a shot. I think it's going to sound pretty good. Matt's worked really hard. Matt, tell us a little bit about your background and how you created a clothing brand. So first off, disclaimer, you said this might be more interesting. Uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, 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 disclaimer number two, all right, apparel is, uh, let's just say unique and not exactly the same as your typical uh, fishing rods, reel, tackle, uh, even boat companies, that sort of thing. So my perspective might uh might be a little different than others. So I want to just throw that out there. Hopefully I can provide some good nuggets that folks can take with them and dwell on and, and uh, hopefully use to, uh, for the betterment of themselves and the fishing industry as a whole. That's kind of the reason I picked you because yours is not your typical hooks, rod, reel kind of thing. Yours is a little bit different. And I think that's a good perspective on this. Yeah, thank you. I look forward to it. I think I, I think I can uh, add value to uh, to the industry and definitely uh, to the conversation about pro staff sponsorship, that sort of stuff. But to get to your question, uh, you asked uh, how I got into uh, fishing, what my background is. So um, I did not grow up in a long line of uh, a family uh, entrepreneurs in the apparel industry, as many might uh, suspect. <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> right. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm active duty Navy, been in the Navy almost 13 years. And, uh, I've always had a creative, um, let's just say creative side to me that I felt a few years ago, wasn't really being, uh, stimulated. So I've always wanted to do something. I had an entrepreneurial spirit and, uh, always been a big cat fisherman. Growing up, my nickname was Catfish. Uh, my father would call me that. Uh, interestingly enough, he doesn't remember calling me that, but that's what he used to call me, and I really enjoyed being called Catfish as a kid. thought it was, a, it was sort of a term of endearment for me. And uh, one day, honestly, I was uh, on leave from the Navy and headed home or headed back to my duty station after being on leave. 
And it just popped in my head. I said, you know what? I want to do a T-shirt, hat, you know, apparel brand. And I'm going to name it Catfish because that was my nickname. And I really saw a need, uh, an opportunity in the catfishing industry to to create some uh, good-looking apparel as both functional and fashionable that people could be proud of. Because I felt, I felt like the catfishing industry had a um, sort of an image problem. And still struggles with it from time to time. I saw that there was an opportunity to enhance the image of catfishing so people could take it seriously, take the sport seriously, and see that there are uh, more than just your stereotypical hillbilly, uh, wear nothing but coveralls, noodling for catfish kind of stuff that people people seem to think catfishmen are. So uh, what happened next was, you know, I... I came up with a name, uh, created a, uh, a strategy, and developed the logo, and the rest is history. I taught myself graphic design from YouTube, and um, I actually apprenticed in the back of a screen printing shop with a guy I went to church with down in South Carolina, where he taught me sort of the ins and outs of screen printing, and that was enough for there, and uh, enough from there, so I... I I just launched and, and, it, and it got lucky. It took off. The uh, folks over at Cabela's, King Cat, Jeremy Coe, uh, they saw uh, they saw opportunity uh, with the brand, and I just created a relationship with Jeremy and them, and that sort of took off. The first tournament I ever went to was up on Sandy Cooper uh, down there in South Carolina, and I showed up with this stuff that I had uh, I had made or had made, and. Uh, people just seemed to like it, and it went from there. So here we are almost three years later, about three years later. And your brand came out. I found you uh, about the – I was looking around when I started my channel. Your your brand and mine kind of came into existence actually within about a month of each other from what I understand. And I was looking around for people to partner with sometime down the road, and that's where I came across your name, just doing some search, because your stuff really stood out. Uh, compared to the other, you know, the other apparel brands that were out there that were in the industry, and uh, I've still got the uh, the little inquiry form uh, that you had for pro staff on your uh, on your website. It had a very good looking website right from the get go. Very impressive, and uh, I still saved my response uh, that I got from you. I still got that. Share that with you one day. But any of you folks that are not familiar, there may be I don't know. There's going to be a lot of people from outside of the catfish world. If you go to my website, DieterMillhornFishing.com, there's a bunch of links on there to catfish with a K, as I always call it. Uh, go check out the website and see the brand, and I think you'll be impressed with what they've done with the, the different stuff. But back to that little that little pro staff thing you have on there. Uh, you were pretty smart and realized that early on that people would want to, would be reaching out to you. Uh, what... In the beginning, what did you know about that? What was your thinking on that? Uh, what had, what did you know about it, and how has that evolved and changed since you got into the industry? And you know that's a great question, and, and you said uh, you hit the nail on the head when you said the word evolved. Um, I was very naive up front. I didn't know what to expect. The concept of pro staff was was very new to me, and um, uh, I, I made some good decisions and I made some bad decisions. So 
uh, going into it, uh, not realizing how hungry people were for products and brands of the catfishing industry, uh, I, you know, I was very surprised, uh, to say the least, at the interest in, in pro staff. So um, it was all moving very fast when we, when we came to the market. I remember being at uh, the Catfish Conference for the first time three years ago with nothing but some six-foot folding tables and some cheap uh, racks and uh, hangers from Walmart trying to sell these T-shirts. <laughs> and, and people were just around me, like, buying these things. It was like a feeding frenzy. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I, I remember looking at my wife and uh, my father who had went with me to help me out here and thinking, oh, my gosh, I think we I think we stumbled onto something here. Uh, it, and it was a combination of things that really uh, helped make it successful early on. And the, the industry was growing at a, at a pace that's, uh, it was just end over end, just rapidly multiplying. And we were a new brand in the industry and people were excited. Catfishing's the new thing. So it sort of took off and I had a lot more demand for, uh, you know, pro staff or a lot of inquiries that I didn't, I wasn't prepared so, uh, back to how I approached it originally, honestly, uh, it was just a matter of meeting people and getting a good feel for them as people. Uh, I had a chance to, to fish with some individuals and there's nothing like learning about, there's, there's no better way to learn about someone than spending a day with them on the boat, uh, in my opinion. And, I learned a lot about folks. Uh, I met some that, that were interested and they, they liked, they were excited. And, and I was like, yeah, come on board, you know. And uh, before long, I had, I don't know, I think I had like 12 or 13, 13 folks from all over the country. And then I was dealt with figuring out, okay, what does this mean now? I've, I've committed to them uh, to be pro staff. What happens and uh, it's definitely been a learning experience. I've, I've got it right in some places. I've got it wrong in some places. I've, I've made some people really happy and I've made some people really mad. But yeah, in the end, uh, fast forward three years, I don't say it's the end, fast forward three years to now, I've really learned uh, that I pretty much have a, what I call it, my three point plan. You know, let's, uh, it, we're, near, we're in a political season or co uh, coming into a political season season so i felt like i need to put together a three-point plan on on right, matt's right. matt's view of what it takes or what's needed to be a pro staff or at least to be become a pro staff now i will also say that you know the term pro staff we it we just we we somehow come always come back to that it, the term itself is often um you know a, a subject of debate you know call it pro staff call it ambassador brand ambassador call it sponsored angler or field staff or or heck call it emissary you know that it could be anything it doesn't matter all the same thing uh you are a as a pro staff member you are a an an ambassador an emissary for a company for a brand and that's that's the the, the the gist of it there but a lot of people hear pro and they think you have to be professional when it's really more of a promotional staff and that is promoting a product promoting a brand 
you don't necessarily have to be a pro fisherman making a living doing it, guiding, winning tournaments, whatever. It's about being a voice for the brand. Exactly right. And I actually outlined that in this Matthew Miles's three-part plan on pro staff. Come on. Come on now. This could be the start. This could be like the opening for a sales pitch for a book or a three-part course if you had one to sell. But luckily, <laughs> we're not fully down that path. And by the way, uh, the world now knows my term emissary so i'm sure there will be more showing up in the uh in the world out there what do you look for when it comes to somebody who would be a pro staff member who would represent your brand what what are you what are you looking for you know it's funny you ask that uh, it leads me right into the first part of my three-part plan are you ready this is what i call the real deal mcspiel Okay, real R E E L. All right. You got to be the real deal. What do I mean by that? First of all, be honest, right? That's the that's probably the the easiest and the hardest thing to do is to be honest about why you want a sponsorship. Uh, that requires some reflection on, you know, what you what your goals are, what you're trying to achieve. Uh, are you trying to achieve a certain status? Are you trying to achieve a status among fellow fishermen, among your family or friends? What's driving you to do it? Or, I mean, let's be real. Why do a lot of people want to be pro staff? They want what? Free stuff. We want free stuff. There you go. Okay. I've had conversations with people, and, uh, you know, there's a few that really really stand out in my, uh, uh, in my memory about this and there were a couple who really had the the gestalt to say you know what to be honest with you i just want some free stuff and i was like you know what that's uh, i can appreciate that you know that is honesty uh from the get-go and i can appreciate that did i did i give them a quote-unquote pro staff title at that point in time no i didn't but i really earned a lot of respect or they earned a lot of respect for me just by being honest so you do you get people that say oh i want to do this or i want to do that and the reality is they just want free stuff and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that i mean who doesn't like free stuff all right speaking of free stuff because yeah that's what a lot of people are looking for uh talk to us about not necessarily how your business works with this but I'm sure you're familiar with how other pro staff plans work. What is the structure for them? I know some of them are, you know, they give you free stuff. Uh, Some of them give you a discount. Some of them have tiered structure to them. Uh, Some of them give you boats and Toyota trucks. Uh, (laughs) Most of us are going to be dealing with the more entry level. Explain how that works in the industry, a rough description of it. So I'll say I'll say this. Um, this is specific to the catfishing industry. You got to realize this is a very young industry still. Uh, when I say industry, I am specifically talking to sport catfishing. Okay, not uh, sport catfishing being tournament fishing. Uh, you know, uh, your social media, YouTube stuff. People who are rod and reel targeting catfish uh, for the sport, catch and release CPR. That's what I'm talking about. 
So uh, the industry in itself is very young. You've got a lot of startup companies. Still, technically, Catfish Clothing qualifies as a startup company. We're only three years old. We're in that those early phases. And, and I say this because people are... Uh, a lot of the folks, a lot of the business owners are also full-time workers. They have other jobs. And as any, anyone who's ever started business, it takes a lot of time. It's 24-7. Most of these people are self-funded. So they put up the money to, to start their business. Uh, they, don't, they don't have uh, huge lines of credit to, to offer this and that. They don't have the marketing dollars. They don't have the budgets just yet to really be a national level company. So you got to recognize that, uh, you know, it's, it's all relative to the industry. So if someone was seeking a pro staff position or, or similar position with a company, they need to, they need to really understand that they're most likely still a, sort of a mom and pop or a startup thing. And they don't have a huge budget for that. Every time uh, you give away a rod or a reel or a a hook or a t-shirt or hat, you're taking away from the money available to uh, reinvest into your company to, to earn that little bit of profit margin that's going to help keep that engine going and help you survive the year or make it into next year. So I would first first of all say, you know, I said about being, uh, I talked about being the real deal McSpiel here. You got you to gotta speak to your ability and under, at the same time understand what the abilities of that company are, recognize that not set your expectations too high. Um, the I've seen a number of arrangements. I've seen people who uh, did get your sort of uh, your statutory discount. That's a that's pretty common among among companies, no matter the the category uh, of the business. A, a discount, a standing discount on all things, which in itself is I mean that's a that's a nice thing to to be able to know that at any time I can log into whatever, whatever website and get something at a huge discount. There is uh, companies that send out free stuff in addition to the discount. So pro staff uh, distributions, those often come in the form of a, like an initial starter pack or semi-annual or annual distributions. And then there's uh, some bigger companies who are able to do other things such as uh, just honestly give the anglers money for tournament entries, for boat wraps, uh, that sort of stuff, and pay for, you know, travel expenses for tournaments and other events. So uh, Catfish Clothing, I've, I've pretty much covered all three of those in my three years and uh, changing a little bit here and there, adjusting it. Uh, but again, all companies are different. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have an expectation that is above that company's capability. So my, my plea is for most people just to recognize that, you know. And yeah. What is some advice on how to approach a company, not necessarily your company, but any company? Uh, I mean, there's more to it than going to the website and filling out the form and, hey, I'm Joe, I catch catfish and I catch some big ones and send me some hooks. I'll tell my buddies about it. What, what do people need to do uh, to get somebody's attention, but really prove that they have the potential, the worth, and deliver some kind of value to be a pro staff member? That's a great question. 
And, you know, I talked about being honest from the get go. And part of that means being able to communicate what your goals are. People want to know, companies want to know what's your goal as a fisherman, as a, as a pro staff member, uh, you know, they want to, they want to see people who aren't trying to get too many sponsors. There are folks out there that just have so many sponsors that they can't, you know, some people can, I don't want to, I don't want to categorically say they can't do it, but some people, they, they really can't uh, give justice to those sponsors they have because they're just spread too thin. Uh, so I think the very, the, the most important thing they can do uh, when seeking out these people is present themselves professionally um have a resume of sorts a fishing resume if you want to call it that ready and i got some folks eddie and Ann white um up there in montana who help they offer services to help that out help people out who need a resume you can check them out uh but you need to be able to say what skills you offer that company that brand that can be used to not only help grow their that company that brand but help stimulate the industry in itself so when I talk to folks, I, I want to know, all right, what do you what do you bring to the table? You know, it's easy for me to give away a shirt or hat and discounts. I can give that to anybody. Uh, most people are typically, you know, it, pretty decent fishermen. If they're in the industry, if they're seeking out a pro staff, uh, it tells me they have an awareness of my brand. So by virtue of them having an awareness of my brand, it tells me that they most likely are into catfishing enough to to probably be pretty decent at it so just being a good fisherman doesn't really cut it for uh for catfish clothing now you know that's that's not necessarily true for the other companies again i'm speaking from the perspective of apparel of apparel but i want to know what skills do you offer to grow the industry i often tell my team uh you know industry first and they they sort of look at me what do you mean well, uh, industry first, if you grow the industry, if you are someone out there ad- actively advocating for the sport of catfishing, and at the same time, you're wearing a catfish clothing hat or a shirt while you're doing it, while you're being an ambassador to the sport, while you're running a tournament, while you're starting uh, a charity, while you're you know starting something else uh, that's supportive, if you're creating a product, if you're creating your own brand, and you're doing it as you're we- while you're wearing one of my one of my shirts or hats. That's telling people that uh, people of uh, you're a person of influence. You are influencing the growth. You're contributing to the industry, and you're doing it while you're wearing my shirt or hat. That's that's probably the best uh, best thing a pro staffer could do, in my opinion. I think focus on the industry first. People will see that. They'll recognize it. They'll they'll see that you're a someone who cares you're put together and they will admire that and in turn you know they'll see all right you know so and so is wearing this and he's doing all these great things you know what i kind of like that shirt or hat i'm going to do that too I, I hear a lot of and what you're saying is people see people notice people see which kind of brings me to my next little topic involved in this and that social media and social media presence. And I know that's a very valuable thing uh, to have a social media presence. But talk a little bit about, you've also got to be very careful what you put out there. Uh, it can do you as much harm as it can 
good when it comes to being a representative for a brand. <laughs> oh, you're absolutely right. This brings me to part uh, the second point of my three part. <laughs> Pro and this this plan. is to, this is totally unrehearsed too. <laughs> it, it, it's it's it, funny. You're you're is perfect segue. And you know what I call this? This the second point is what would Dieter do? Uh, WWDD. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna turn I'm gonna turn this around slightly and put you on the spot, Dieter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm gonna do that because this will. Uh, hopefully answer your very question uh i'd say probably what uh nine months ago uh or so somewhere in the last year in the last 12 months you sort of got a reputation there for um criticizing or uh, for lack of better words a, a certain style uh float uh or a a hybrid float lure type device terminal tackle you know what listen, i'm talking about listen at dieter melhorn fishing we pull no punches okay we're talking about <laughs> demon dragons i put demon dragons i put them through the test i put them through the test and yes i know exactly what you're talking about go ahead so uh let me correct you and say you put use demon dragon style remember it's demon dragon style well, technically, in all legal in all legal disclaimer, I used two demon dragons that were sent to me, and those were the only two demon dragon. I don't even remember which one the original had an S or not. But anyway, two were the real ones. The rest were demon dragon styles. So go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have my team of attorneys sitting here tapping me on the shoulder and handing me notes. So there we go. Well, I bring this up. I don't mean to... to uh to pull the bandaid off or, or anything like that. But uh, what I'll say is, you know, what you put out there on social media is very, uh, very uh, important uh, things that I look for when people who are interested, I, you know, we watch you, you, you've heard other people say, yeah, we're watching to see what you do. We do. But the, the things that really turn me off are people who are whiners who gripe, always just have a negative energy uh, poor pitiful me stuff. I hate that stuff. I can't stand. Oh, woe is me. How come, uh, you know, people who, who, uh, complain about the term pro staff, me really, you really gotta, uh, you know, spend your time on social media complaining about pro staff, you know, just, just be happy for somebody that they're getting that free stuff or that, you know, whether it is a 25% discount, be happy for them and say, good job, buddy. You know, I wish you the best. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe I'll get I'll get some discounted stuff too. Uh, I don't like that stuff. But what interests me is when people approach uh, products or or brands or whatever the industry and and really evaluate them honestly and, and contribute um, without bias. That, I think that's a good thing. So, uh, it, uh, you know, Scott Manning is a uh, it, you know a, is a is a great guy. I, I member. We talked about his product. I have some Demon Dragons. I've used Demon Dragons. I like them. But more importantly, uh, I like what they represent uh, for the industry. They represent innovation, right? Uh, someone had the courage uh, to, to take this, you know, and really push the boundaries. And thinking outside the box is, a, uh, is something that's not easily done. So I love the fact that people are uh, creating uh, new tackle, new terminal tackle that, 
is a risk. They're putting themselves out there. So uh, I respect that. Now, I say all this because, uh, yes, you were sort of uh, notorious for a while for, for quote-unquote, criticizing uh, demon dragons. But um, I felt you did it in a in a somewhat diplomatic manner, in a, in a neutral manner. And uh, I, I watched every one of the videos you did. Uh, and, and I listened for, you know, as we, we talked in the past, I listened for what you said and, and you were always quick to, to say, you know, this isn't, uh, it doesn't work for me, you know, in the way I fish or where I fish, uh, it, it you know, it has, it has some value. I could see some value, but it just isn't for me. And I feel like that is a fair way of, uh, evaluating stuff and so that social media is somewhat controversial social media content but i think it's fair and i think that's a professional scientific scientific way of of dealing things i don't make any claims that catfish clothing is going to help you catch more fish or you know you might i I think you'll look better as a it's a fairly safe uh claim to say that you know you're going to look better as you uh catch fish but um it's I think what you did there is good. That's so, that's good social media uh, way to utilize social media and stimulate growth of the industry. Back to what I said, it, grow the industry first and people will appreciate that. If you're doing stuff for the benefit of the anglers out there, informing them, providing education and knowledge, I don't think you can go wrong. Just do it in a tasteful way, you know, uh, say, hey, like you said, it, you know, it may work under these conditions, but it didn't work under my conditions. Yeah. So. I really, I want you to know, I want to put that out there, make it official. I appreciate how you did that. Some people didn't, you know, they didn't listen to your videos all the way through or read your comments all the way through uh, during that, you know, that rough area, but that rough time. But uh, I feel like that's a good way to do stuff. And you got to be careful, though, you know, Uh, you got to be careful that you're not doing it just for that clickbait. Right. Because people can see through that uh potential sponsors can see through that they want to they want to see that you're contributing to the industry yeah i think that you whatever you put out there you need to have the mentality you you need to put it out there expecting that the owner of strin or yamaha motors or toyota trucks is going to see it and make it a decision on whether or not they want to partner with you moving forward. I think that's a very good approach on doing stuff. Uh, While that can be hard to do sometimes, uh, I think that's a, it's really what you have to do if, if you want to be in that pro staff world, uh, if you want to be somebody who is a partner with some of these bigger brands. Now, listen, not everybody is going to do that. Not every any, most people don't give a crap about doing that. Most people they you know they want to speak their mind whether you like it or not. They don't care about your stuff and promoting your stuff. And I'm going to use what I want to use, and that's fine. That's really honestly probably the majority of the people who are going to be listening to this podcast. But there are some people that are interested in up in their game and up in their brand. And if you're going to do that, you need to be uh, very cautious and calculated in uh, just what you put out there, what you say, 
And, uh, yeah, you do have to bite your lip sometimes uh, in in doing that. So yeah. That's a great point. You know, I think back, um, the comment you just made about preparing, being prepared for other companies to see that or other brands to see what you're doing, I think of a uh, of a great video that was just awesome. Uh, and I, you've probably seen it. I, I almost guarantee you've seen it. Heck, anybody who's listening to this podcast has probably seen it. And that's uh, a video done by uh, Mr. Heath Powell down in South Carolina. And Heath, uh, I'm sure you know, he hooked up his truck to uh, with some Big Cat Fever rods and some slime line and pulled his truck. Like a couple different videos. He, he did a couple different ones where like his his son was was helping him. You remember seeing those videos? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah. Oh, and they were. It was a great video. And what's I bring that up because you know Heath is he he's the Heath is a great supporter of catfish, and he really loves cat, the Catch the Fever brand and Caleb and Tony Caton. That uh, he he wanted people to see how much he loved the product and the quality of the product. He doesn't a pro staff member for catfish or catch the fever, but he did it out of the fact that he had a sheer passion for the sport. He, he loved the brands and he did that. And that is huge social media value. And that I noticed that I recognize, I'm sure other people did like, man, this guy's he's challenging himself to think outside the box and have something and make an impact for the company before he ever even approaches a company. So that is a great way. That is a great, uh, a way to, um, if you want to get your foot in the door, so to speak, is to do something, to think outside the box and challenge yourself uh, with the expectation or, or at least the hope that the company's going to see that, you know. Um, I think I think that was a great, a great technique to, one, demonstrate their product quality and create some viral social media content that was just huge marketing uh, value for catch the fever. I'm sure. Um, I think that's a great way. And that's, that's back to the, you know, the second point, what would Dieter do? Uh, you know, pe- do stuff in a classy way. Uh, don't w- sit around and wait to be uh, asked to do something as a potential pro staff. If you see a company that you want to represent, take the initiative. You know, go do something without expectation of getting something in return. I know a lot of guys that reach out, want to become pro staff, talk about it, uh, are tournament fishermen. And, uh, you know, there are some guys out there, Larry Muse comes to mind, great ambassador for any product that he works with. Chris Souders, same way. I mean, it, it doesn't matter who they're associated with. They're a great ambassador. But... I'm sure there are guys out there that they may win some tournaments. Uh, they may win a lot of tournaments, but they may not be the guy you want for your brand uh, for whatever reason, multiple reasons. It, you know, it may be they're delivered. They may be bragging too much. Uh, that can get very annoying and brands don't like that. What are your thoughts there on kind of that direction just of, of – where somebody's at, are they stagnant in what they're doing? Are they, you know, the depth to them, really? I mean, there's there's more than just what you're able to, you know, hold up on stage or hold up on the uh, on the screen there and brag about. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, 
it makes me think of my third point <laughs> of my three-point plan here. Are you ready for it? Yeah. I got I to gotta ask you, Dieter, are you a shower or are you a grower? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I want to hear what your definition is, and we'll see where I fall. <laughs> so, uh, you know, a shower or a grower. I sort of touched on it earlier uh, about how I want my brand. Again, I'm speaking from the perspective of catfish clothing and apparel right. brand that isn't necessarily limited to uh, performance on the water. I would say that you tournament fishing is in the catfishing industry is very, very important. It's probably one of the most important things in my book. And I'll tell you this why. This is from the perspective of a business owner. Tournament fishing provides people uh, a sense of direction or a goal that they can work towards. You know, the reason bass lures and, and, you know, different lures and worms and line and, and stuff sell is because the the top anglers or the what's perceived as the top anglers, right? They, they're not necessarily the best anglers in the world, but they they uh, they have that reputation behind them. They've they've demonstrated their performance uh, as successful competitors uh, using those those lures so they in turn stimulate industry growth and in the industry it, it's it's cyclical right so i think the tournament fishing industry is a huge part in uh something that we need to continue to support as businesses because those tournaments will stimulate interest into the industry from people who currently aren't in uh, for example, you know, just three years ago, when we first got into it, the tournaments, the, the biggest tournament payout that I'd seen is just a few thousand dollars, you know, for uh, top first place. The, the biggest one I'd seen was, you know, four to five thousand dollars in uh, just back when my company started. But we're in the world today where people are payouts are fifty thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars. Heck, I've got a tournament myself that I'm running at the Kings of the James here on the James River in Virginia that our payout this year, now only of our second year, is going to be over $50,000. So it's important the the, the tournament industry uh, continue to thrive and people support those uh, because it gives, it gives new fishermen, aspiring fishermen, something to look up to. Mm-hmm. Now, that is not the only... The, uh, it's not the only um, important piece of the industry. Recreational fishing is, is huge, right? Uh, but social media people like yourself, right, I think are, are huge contributors because we're in the, we're in the uh, age today where uh, most people learn from uh, technology, uh, social media. They learn a lot of stuff. They get all their information from social media, from the Internet, and, you know, having a social media presence is oftentimes that it's the very first encounter people have with the, the gear that's out there, the, the higher level gear that's offered, um, such as our awesome clothing. <clears throat> they uh, that's the very first exposure. So someone who's heard about the catfishing, that's heard about these tournaments where people are getting paid fifty thousand dollars, one hundred thousand dollars, that sort of thing. 
they're going to start looking. They're going to start looking to YouTube. They're going to Google catfishing gear. And if you have a social, if you built a social media presence, they're going to be directed to you and they're going to see what you're wearing. They're going to see what you're using. You're going to become the emissary, right, to of the industry to them, not just our companies, but to the for the entire industry. So it's huge. That's also huge. Uh, oftentimes people are introduced to the sport uh, via word of mouth, right? They, they hear about all the stuff that's going on. The, the tournaments are, are growing or taking off. They hear about these trade shows that's taking off for catfish. And they see pictures of people holding up 50, 60, 100 pound fish. And they get curious and on their drive into work or whatever, you know, they punch in catfishing so-and-so on YouTube or, and, and your video might come up. And they say, okay, well, let's watch this. This guy's, you know, mildly entertaining. I don't, he's, he's no Luke hinges or anything like that, but, <laughs> but, uh, but he's, uh, he's close. He's close, right? He's, he's no Chris Flores, but, uh, or Luke Nichols, but you know, he's, he, he's, he's definitely, uh, he's getting close. So they say, well, what's this guy wearing? Oh, he's wearing a catfish hat. Well, what kind of rods are you using? Well, he's using the catch the fever rod or, uh, you know, what kind of rod holder is he using? Well, he's using monster rod holders and so on and so forth. And then they start, they start looking into it. So, uh, the value for, uh, from social media is, is ginormous. Uh, I would say it's, it's not necessarily, I wouldn't say it's more than tournament fishing, you know, people who, who focus on social media fishing sort of thing, you know, social media videos aren't more, important than the other ones or but i think they they just it's just different i wouldn't compare one to the other it's different and we need both we need both yeah and i i agree i think that uh it's a changing landscape and that you know it everything our exposure to fishing uh we all grew up on jerry mckinnis the fishing hole or bill dance or you know it was tv you know, like real TV that either came through an antenna, that it came through a cable, that it came through satellite. Uh, now, a lot of that is a lot of the me fishing, as I call it, the fishing that me likes is YouTube. And, you know, you end up following these people on social media. So, you know, that would be one thing if I was a tournament fisherman um, and I had planned to partner with brands and that kind of thing. Definitely seemed like a place to definitely up your game uh, because you can only, you know, the fishing is only so much under your control, whether you catch them and they bite or not. Uh, but you still got a story to tell there with social media. So what's your little prognostication here? Where's the, uh, what's down the road? What do you see future-wise? I know that's very hard to predict because, man, stuff has changed so much in the past Five years. I don't think we can really predict it. Are you seeing any trends, any directions, uh, catfishing or fishing industry, period? Anything out there that is starting to take shape, form? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'm, I'm very excited about the future of the catfishing industry. Uh, just the nature of the fish we catch. They're huge. They're, they're just impressive. The, the shock value is there. So, I think um, I think the the industry is poised for continued growth. Uh, as with any industry, there's going to be growing pains. 
Uh, as I mentioned before, there's a lot of uh, startup companies, and most companies don't last. Most brands don't last. So uh, these companies have to find ways to diversify their portfolios. Uh, you're starting to see it now. You're, you know, you, these people who've, you know, they focused on catfishing, but they realize, you know what? Uh, we're just not there yet. We need we need to branch out into other segments of fishing or hunting and try and supplement, you know, the income. So we have a more a steady stream that uh, as you know, sometimes the fishing uh, industry, it, it it can it can be seasonal. There can be environmental impacts that drop uh, people's interest in fishing. You know, the, for example, that all the rain this year uh, was really tough on uh you know fishing so people out there fishing less so i can imagine the tackle uh the tackle segment's probably been struggling a little bit uh last year when hurricane florence came through in the carolinas uh there was a dip a lot of people experienced a dip because people were worried about rebuilding their homes instead of you know instead of fishing that so it the fishing industry is very susceptible to external environmental impacts. So companies, you know, to maintain uh, positive cash flow, they got to they got to diversify. They'll reach out. Uh, you'll see it now, like uh, uh, Caleb and Tony, them at Catch the Fever, have started doing uh, the striper stuff, which is huge because it's a complementary. Uh, it's a complementary fishing market. A lot of people catfish also striper fish. Some of the techniques are very similar. Some of the gear is similar, so it's a it's a natural uh, sort of natural bridge. Also, crappy fishing, crappy fishing, or crappie fishing. So that you heard that crappie, that was me fighting with my past, the way I was taught to say it. I'm just gonna call them spotted perch and be done with it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I have this internal battle every time I say it. Do I want to say crappie or crappie? And I have to try and figure out right, where I'm at. So I'm living in Virginia now, so I think I'm supposed to say crappie. Right. Uh, but growing up in Georgia, it's crappy. It's crappy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's another segment of fishing. I think there's a natural, uh, natural bridge. I've, I've surveyed our customer base, uh, in the past and, and just to try and get an idea. And a lot of people are, are fishing for uh, striper who and crappy who also fish for catfishing. So I think, um, the, I think the industry people become, uh, I want to say less purist, uh, I guess, well, you know, that's probably the best best definition. They're, they're becoming less and less purist and open to uh, other complementary fishing styles and techniques. And I think that's good because, again, that'll be a, a great way for us to introduce uh, products to um, those other uh, fishing segments and also learn from them. You know, the walleye fishing, I've so I've, I've never been walleye fishing, but the products that we got coming out in the catfishing world – very much very similar to what's happening in what they have in the walleye world and that's absolutely you know, that's, yeah that's big money you know planer boards and some of the some of the other type of stuff and, and that's cool stuff man look at the boats look how the catfishing boat has evolved in the last you know last five to ten years right you're seeing these uh what i would consider you know like northern style boats the the v-holes that are you know people use for walleye pike salmon fishing or you know they're very similar to what the cat fishermen are liking now so hughes craft and some of these other people other companies that typically or traditionally haven't been in the cat fishing market are starting to you know starting to gain some popularity but in you know other companies like 
Sea Arc, which have great quality product. Their their uh, their boats are evolving more. Excel. Uh, you're starting to see the presence of pontoon boats. So I think there's going to be a lot more crossover in the future, and I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing, and it's necessary because we have to continue to, to grow the industry. We got to push our boundaries. We got to think outside the box, uh, and always. Uh, challenge ourselves to to innovate 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 that's the future that's what we got to do um we can't become stagnant because if we if we become stagnant we'll just you know we'll just die in the water man yeah well before we go tell me uh what's the latest with the catfish clothing brand and also give us a little rundown on the king of the james two tournament that's coming up is it the biggest catfish tournament on the james river i'll answer that one first yes it is the biggest tournament on the james river which is uh arguably the best uh, at least the top top three catfishing fisheries in the country i've you know in the last year and a half two years i've fished everywhere from sandy cooper to the mississippi to ohio um lake wheeler you name it and james river uh are is probably it's top it's top two for me if not number one and i think the fishery is huge it's going to continue the the fish are thriving we've got a, a department of game and inland fisheries here in virginia that uh like the blue cat they're they they believe in its uh value to both the ecosystem and the economy uh and that is that is huge so we started the Kings of the James this past year because we saw a uh, an opportunity to stimulate, again, the industry out here, grow the tournament scene out here. And first year, very successful back in uh, April this year, 123 boats from 11 different states in the, very, in the inaugural tournament. So people were very happy. The logistics went great, had an awesome volunteer staff to make that happen. So we are set for KOJ 2.0 april 3rd 4th and 5th of 2020 uh 4th and 5th uh are the uh the tournament days the third is the captain's meeting and that will likely be in hopewell we're still working to get those details but we have uh, approximately 40 boats pre-registered we are capping it at 150 uh but we if we get all 150 boats which we feel very confident in uh seeing how we got you know almost uh uh, well, we got a quarter of them already. We're going to have a $50,000 payout. So, wow, it's amazing. Yeah, crazy. Went from no tournaments on the river in, in years past to $50,000 payout in the second year. That's pretty good. So crazy. excited about that. More information to come. You can te- check out www.jamesriverkings.com. That's jamesriverkings.com or Check us out on Facebook, Kings of the James, K-O-J. Now, for Catfish Clothing, things continue to grow. We're releasing new products, new T-shirts, new hats, uh, more sophisticated gear coming out. Uh, it got so it got so tough for me because, you know, being active duty and, and a father and husband, everything at the same time, uh, I was honestly struggling for a while just to keep up. My job has me traveling a good bit but i've been fortunate enough to have some people come along who are willing to help out and the brand continues to grow we're we're uh, looking to offer more products to folks and and improve our customer service our logistics uh timelines for delivery fulfillment that sort of stuff so 
you know, as I said before, small business, it's a small business industry right now. And, and we, uh, we had growing pains just like the, you know, the industry as a whole, but, uh, stay tuned. We, we got a lot of new stuff coming out. We just released a new Memorial day, uh, shirt that people seem to seem to be liking. And we're, uh, we're just going to keep growing, man. Keep grinding. www.catfishclothing.com. That's catfish with a K. I'm going to have links to everything that he mentioned down in the uh, description for the uh, podcast. So uh, don't worry about scrolling back and trying to write it down while you're driving down the road. So uh, I'll have links down there. Man, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. This is a uh, very good one. This is a very in-depth and a pretty long one, so uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to come by. Yeah, if you're still listening at this point, thank you. I uh, thank you to those out there who who've stuck around. But I want to say thank you, Dieter, for you know pushing the envelope uh, as far as uh, the industry is concerned. You really embodied uh, a lot of these things that we talked about. Uh, you never did answer though. Are you a shower or a grower? But I think I know the answer. I think I just heard your dog shaking his head in there, didn't I? I heard his collar rattling. Yeah, yeah. That's my fishing dog, Scooter. He's a little schnauzer, and he's saying, all right, Daddy, it's time to go fishing. Yeah. He's looking at me. I said, I just said fishing. His ears perked up. Well, I'm trying to think of a good way to say that I do both show and grow, but that just sounds like a politician there with an answer that wants to. Uh, I'll have to I'll have to work on that one, so we'll save that one. All right, buddy. Well, thanks again for having me on the show. I look forward to uh, look forward to hearing more from you. And let me know next time you uh, want to talk about something else. I'm just full of use, uh, useless, I mean, useful knowledge. We will have you on here. Actually, there's a bunch of topics that you mentioned in here that I'll probably have you back on. So the listeners, stay tuned to uh, Catfish Clothing and what's going on with them. And stay tuned to the podcast. For now, we'll catch you on the water.